Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. All right, guys, today's episode is going to be filled with a whole lot of tough love. So buckle up, get ready, because we're going to be dropping some uh, some truths in this episode. Um, so we're going to be sharing six tips to help you with how to stop wasting your planning period, which is something that I think we are all guilty of from time to time. So uh, get ready, guys. It's going to be a wild ride. But let's start with a TSH from Shelly. Shelly says that her time-sucking hurdle is sometimes getting distracted. When I'm supposed to be completing schoolwork, I'm instead watching the latest movie that came out on Disney Plus. Bridget, I have to ask you, have you watched Soul on Disney Plus? Oh, you don't have Disney Plus. I don't have Disney Plus. I did get Discovery Plus. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the same. Guys, I have a problem and it's, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. So my brother-in-law, he is uh, dating someone for a very long time. She's great. Wonderful part of the family. (laughs) The other night she told Trin and I that we had to stop watching murder so much. (laughs) we watch it all the time. Did you it's see really the review um, on our iTunes of someone who said that our podcast is the only podcast they listen to that's not about murder? Really? Someone left that's a review. I and really I was, like you. We could I be friends. I felt very good. <laughs> we could be friends. Um, yeah. No, I have not watched Soul. So um, maybe one day I will get to Disney Plus, but I don't have that now. All right. So here's the truth, guys. There's going to be distractions everywhere we go, right? If you're working from home, if you're at school, there are absolutely going to be things that distract you. We live in a world that's going, you know, 100 million miles an hour, it feels like. Recognizing and knowing how to deal with those distractions is what's going to really keep you from getting sucked in. So we have some really great tips coming your way, um, and I hope it helps you out, Shelly. Yeah. One of the biggest complaints you hear from teachers is, I don't have enough time, which is very true. Teachers have a lot of responsibilities and it seems like we're always getting more and more every year, right? Like (laughs) you used to somehow only do these three things and now you're up to five and then 10 and it just keeps building. But the reality is, here is your first bit of tough love. Some teachers, and I'm saying some, it's not all, but a lot of teachers also have a habit of wasting time. Now, this whole wasting time, like it could be chatting with coworkers. It could be going on your phone instead of getting your planning done or grading papers. A lot of this is caused by mental fatigue, right? We're so exhausted from teaching that we say, well, I just need a break, okay? I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here though. And Bridget and I started talking about this before recording this episode. And I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast. So we batch these episodes. You all know this. So we are actually recording this mid to late January. And on my YouTube channel today, I had a video go up about the five habits that help you work only contract hours because Bridget and I have both really focused on just working contract hours. And so I shared like, here are the five things that I started doing that helped me be able to achieve that. And I had someone comment and I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but I just want to explain why this bothered me. I had someone comment saying that they teach high school and they have been teaching for 25 years. And they said that it was impossible for them to get their work done during only contract hours. And I'm sorry, but 
I call BS on that. I just do. Are you truly saying that there are no high school teachers that work only contract hours? I don't buy that. And Bridget made a good point. She said, well, so many people, they complain about, you know, oh, I don't have enough time or, oh, I can't do this instead of trying to find a solution. And it's like my response would be, well, are you already implementing those five habits that I discuss in this video? Are you already doing this? Are you actually taking inventory of how you're spending your time? Because I guarantee you, there are ways that you're not spending your time efficiently. Even if you are working from start to finish during your planning time, there are still ways that you could save yourself time. Do you have email templates ready to go? Do you have, as Bridget said, do you have the answer key ready to go before you start grading? Like there are ways to improve. I'm sorry, go ahead. Whew. Yeah, and, and the, the bigger thing is, is that I think a lot of people who wanna make comments like that are afraid to change. They're yep. afraid to change what they're already doing because they've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you want to take grading as an example, like you can't get the grading done. Well, you need to one, I'm going to ask, do you have your your grading sheet ready to go? Do you have the answer key ready to go before you ever even give the test? Not after the test, because as you're collecting it, you could be grading them. The kids are working. There's nothing that you're doing other than just sitting there. You could be grading tests as they're coming back to you. So that's one. Two, could you utilize technology in order to help you in some way to be able to grade those tests for you? Because I mean, there's a lot of tech going on right now in education and it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So figure out ways to be able to work smarter, not harder. Yep. So I think people are just afraid of change and they're afraid of getting out of something and having to learn something new, um, having to figure it out and kind of go through that 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 gritty kind of work to to get it get used to it. And um, it just it, it kind of keeps them locked in. And so they just keep doing the same thing and making the same mistakes over and over. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, going back to grading, I will often hear teachers say, yeah, but I teach writing. And so I have to grade all the writing and I can't get it done. Create. Listen, go ahead. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to hear that because I love reading and writing. It is by far my passion in education. And I think now more than anything, if I could just teach reading and writing, I would love it. Which is crazy because I think a few years ago, I did not say that. I miss teaching all the subjects. Now it's like, I only want to do teaching, reading, and writing because I love it so much. But here's the thing. You can have rubrics ready to go. And if you have a really, really good planned out rubric, I'm not talking like a rubric that somebody else wrote for you. I mean a rubric that you know through and through. You're going to be able to identify those elements. I'm reading a book right now that's... Um, it's called the construction zone. And in the construction zone, they talk about uh, really understanding your target and knowing where you're going to go. Because if you know specifically where you're going to go in that writing assignment, then you know that I'm, I'm looking for this, 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 and this in order to make sure that they're mastery. And if I have everything broken down for me, guys, I can get all of my writing assignments graded before the end of the day. Yeah. And I love what you said about having a rubric ready to go. I remember when I taught second grade, I actually had a template where, because second graders don't write as much, the back of the page at the bottom, the rubric was literally already on the page. So I didn't even have to staple it to the paper. It was already there. And if you're spending time writing a lot of personalized comments, I guarantee you, you are writing the same thing over and over again. Make a stamp. Go on Amazon. You can get a custom stamp for a couple of dollars. 
put that comment that you're constantly leaving kids, make it into a stamp so that all you have to do is stamp it on the page. Like there are solutions. I know that was a little bit of a tangent and I probably sounded really mean. I just, like Bridget said, I think people are scared to change and it it bothers me because there is a better way if you're open to it. If we truly want to stop working so much outside of our contract hours, that means we need to use the time in our contract hours to their full potential. We need to use our time as efficiently as possible. If you have not already heard, we do have a freebie that will help you achieve this. It's called 30 Days to Only Working Contract Hours, The Ultimate Guide to Stop Bringing Work Home. If you head to our website, teachingonthedouble.com, you will see it right on the homepage. You can literally have it in your hands before this episode even ends, and you can start implementing it tomorrow. But in this episode, <laughs> Ooh, I just got to breathe for a second. We are going to share some tips that will help you stop wasting your planning period. This comes from both Bridget and I's experience in the classroom. These are the things that we caught ourselves doing that we have learned how to improve. So Bridget, do you want to take us off with tip number one? Yeah. And it's funny because on tip number one, I started thinking about it and I think it can be thought about in two different ways. And so here's tip number one. Tip number one is to decide your greater purpose. And when we first sat down to start kind of thinking, you know, how are we doing this? Understanding our greater purpose and knowing your why is what's going to drive you to reach that goal. Okay. And so when we thought about it, it's like, you know, why is it that I'm going to be uh, implementing my my planning period more wisely. Like, why am I going to be doing this? Well, because I have, you know, something that I really want to do after school, whether it's I go to the gym after school and I know I want to have that time free. It's because I want to spend more time with my family. It's because I want to, you know, in it, kind of dive into some of my other passions other than just teaching because we do have other passions other than just teaching. Believe it or Um, not. Yeah, believe it or not. Like, don't think like the kids where we just spend all of our hours like at school. That's what all of of our students believe. Like we do have lives outside of school. It happens. Um, But when you identify that greater purpose, it's really going to drive you to really leave at the end of the day, leaving at the end of your contract hours. So, determine what is your greater purpose. You know, what is it that you're trying to achieve in this grand scheme of life? Um, And why do you want to do this? But then I just now, because I was going to make a comment, I was like, no, actually, I'm going to hold off on this. Deciding your greater purpose and understanding your why can not only relate to, you know, what drives you, what motivates you, what gets you super excited to kind of try and push yourself to leave at the end of the day, but it also helps to create this um, path for you right? When you have a a why, you have a path. It's like going on a road trip. If you know exactly where you're going to be going, you're going to find the quickest path to be able to get there because you want to go and have fun, right? Like if you want to go to the beach, ooh, I'm going to find the best path. I'm not going to go and meander my way in through the countryside. Well, maybe I would, but not other people, but they would, you're not going to kind of get distracted and go off course because you're trying really hard to get to that, to that point where you want to be. But it's also really important to kind of see it in this aspect and understanding of, you know, what's my greater purpose in this lesson? Where am I going with this? Because when you have a very, very clear vision and a clear understanding of what you're doing in school during school hours, your path, it's going to shoot you there quicker. 
you're going to know exactly what to expect. Your your kids are going to know what they should be doing and you're going to know what you're looking for at the end of the day. And that's going to help you achieve everything you want to achieve so much more more fast, so much more quickly. Um, and so have a very clear understanding of not only your greater purpose for wanting to leave at the end of the day, but also the greater purpose of what am I doing today? <laughs> like, what is the goal in this lesson? What is the goal in this unit? Because it's really going to help drive everything else that you're doing. You're going to have a very clear understanding and a clear path to be able to get things accomplished faster. I know our freebie that I mentioned, the 30 days to only working contract hours, it, it actually starts day one with deciding your greater purpose. I truly believe this is important. And I know this is something we've mentioned on the podcast before. Productivity is not the end goal. It's a means to the end. So productivity is what helps you get to that end goal. The goal is not to be productive. The goal is something bigger than that. And productivity is what's going to help you get there. So moving on to tip number two, choose tasks that match your timeframe. So what we mean by that is you need to figure out how much time do you have for your planning. You may have the same amount every day or maybe certain days of the week. You might have a different amount every day. Back when I taught second grade, for whatever reason, I in hindsight, I feel like this was very strange. Certain quote unquote specials, meaning like PE, art, music, they were different periods of time. So if you had PE, it was only 30 minutes. But if you had media, it was 45. So some days I only had 30 minutes of planning. Some days I had 45. And then there was one day a week where I had two like specials. And so I would have like a 30 minute one in the morning and then a 30 minute one in the afternoon. How long do you think it took them over the summer to create that madness of a schedule? Right? I know. I know. Like, it why was would crazy. you do that to yourself? Like, let's just do a plug and play here. It's super easy. <laughs> I know. So now in my current school, our cultural arts is what we refer to them as, but it's the same thing. Specials are all 45 minutes. They're all the same length of time. And the only difference is now I don't have it every day. I have it four out of five days a week. But the point is identify how much time you have for your planning. Then you need to know which tasks you have to complete that can be done in that amount of time. You don't want to dive into a task. Let's say you have 30 minutes. That's going to take you an hour. Even though you can put a dent into it, you are having to get your brain focused on the task and you're going to have to get it focused more than once, which is going to eventually suck some time out. Bridget's raising her hand to tell me she has a statement. So remember way back when we first started this podcast, Michelle, and I told you I struggle with that. I struggle with focusing on, you know, one thing. I like to kind of try and bounce. Like I can't focus on one thing. Guys, I have learned to focus on one thing. And over the past year, (laughs) it has completely changed my productivity. Mm. And for some of you who want to sit there and say like, but I have to have things to bounce on. Like I, I like to work on this project and then go to this next one and then go to this next one. Like I'm okay with that. It's not good. Like it really isn't good for your brain. Having one thing that you're focusing on is really beneficial. So like now, 
let's say I'm writing a unit for um, my my curriculum that I'm writing, I'm only focusing on that one unit for that curriculum at a time. Because if I'm trying to bounce from a fourth grade to a fifth grade to a sixth grade, I have to rethink all over again and say, well, where was I? What was I doing? How was I doing it? It just doesn't allow me to focus all the way. So it is huge. And I will strongly tell you that I was definitely that person that liked to bounce. Don't be a bouncer. Don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it. (laughs) Don't be a bouncer. Well, and I think this goes back to what we were saying about how people don't want to change, right? It's easier just to say, well, this is how I am. And you know, it just is what it is. I I can't change it. You can change it. Even things that I feel like are somewhat uh, connected to nature in a sense. So for example, I have always been a night person. Always, 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 always. And for the longest time, I would just say, well, I'm not a morning person. I can't be productive in the morning. Well, this time last year, I spent the month of January waking up at 5 a.m. every day. And y'all, from the hours of five to seven, I was able to get so much done. So you can change these aspects of yourself, of your personality, if you truly want to. And it goes back to tip one. What is your greater purpose? You know what? I love going to the gym. It's something I don't want to give up. So if I need to change certain you know, tendencies that I have in order to get my work done during my planning time, I'm going to do that. Now, you don't have to like redo this every week, right? Like you don't have to start on Monday and go, okay, today I have this much time. So what can I do? Create a schedule for yourself and then stick to it every week. It will become habitual and it will be something that you do without even thinking about it. Go back, listen to episode 007, such a long time ago. It's called Lesson Planning Like a Pro. Bridget and I talk more in depth on how to actually create that lesson planning schedule so that the tasks you are completing fit the amount of time that you have. Yeah. All right, let's look at tip number three, which is to have a plan for your planning time. Uh, This is really, really important because if you're thinking, okay, well, I'll just kind of come up with exactly what I need to work on when I sit down. So like, let's say during this planning period, I know that I'm gonna do grades. Well, if I have a ton of grades, I'm gonna be kind of scrambling and figuring out what things am I gonna be working on during the specific time. Instead, tell yourself, well, I know that on Tuesday, I need to get my grading done. So on Tuesday, I'm gonna go ahead and have my answer key ready to go. It's going to be there. I'm going to have my stack of papers right there so that as soon as my kids are wherever it is that they need to be, I'm going to pick that stack of papers up and be able to get to work right away. So when you have a plan for your planning time, it helps to kind of build that path for you, right? It helps to kind of get you on the road exactly where you need to go. Um, This will also really prevent you from sitting idly. Like, right, I I mentioned, like, it's just that whole idea of I'm just kind of sitting there like, I know I need to work on grading, but what grading did I need to get done? It's that uh, you don't even have to think about it. You're just automatically getting started with it. You can focus on doing the task that will eventually just really move you forward. And you're not going to waste a good chunk of that time doing smaller tasks. And we all know that I am this person. I get distracted by shiny objects. And by shiny objects, I'm not saying like truly shiny objects. Like if there's a mess, I will get distracted by the mess. And it's like, I need to clean up the mess during my planning period. Like, oh my gosh, that mess is really driving me nuts. I have to like turn myself around (laughs) 
<laughs> I am that teacher, turn myself around so that I don't get myself distracted and know I need to get this done during this planning period or else it's going to leak into my greater purpose that I have later on after school. So have a plan for your planning time. Yeah, I feel like that makes me think of that very stereotypical quote of fail to plan, plan to fail. So truly going into your planning time with a plan is going to allow you to get so much more done. Which brings us to tip number four, which is also going to help you get more done. Tip number four is to prepare your workspace. You do not want to waste your very, very precious planning time gathering your materials. So you need to ask yourself, how can you already have them ready to go? Can you store them really close to your workspace so that they're ready? Can you open the tabs on your computer ahead of time so that they're ready? Bridget previously mentioned those small chunks of time that we have throughout our day. I know when I'm on with my students, and I say on because we're currently still using Google Meet, toward the end of class, like when we're waiting for students to go to like art and I'm like, hey, can you check if Miss So-and-so is ready for you all? During that time, I'm opening up the tabs so that I'm ready to go for my lesson planning. So using those small chunks of time to go ahead and gather your materials so that you're ready. You also need to remove clutter. So in those few spare minutes when your students are lining up, or like I mentioned, if you're waiting for your students to go to their next Google Meet, if you're still teaching virtually, Go ahead and start cleaning up your clutter. Or better yet, if you're in person, put your students in charge of it, okay? You don't have to do all of this yourself. Students love to help you. They love to pick up little things on the floor. And, you know, you can even find a really responsible student who can literally, like, take care of your desk. I love teaching students how to use a binder clip. I feel like that's one of those things that they don't know how to use until you teach them. And I will teach them how to binder clip papers that are on my desk to help remove that clutter. (laughs) And then finally, surround yourself with things that you enjoy. So put on soft music. I really love Vitamin String Quartet. You can find their music on like Spotify or whatever. What, Bridget? Yeah, I really like the Disney acoustics. Ooh. Like, have you ever lo- or the Harry Potter soundtrack? Ooh, I have a few that are my favorite. <laughs> I'll have to check out Disney ac- acoustics. I play a lot of Disney music, like while my students are coming into the meet and whatnot. So I'll have to check that out. But Vitamin String Quartet, there's no lyrics. It's all just strings versions of like popular songs, which I love. It's very soothing. You can have you know your favorite scent, whether it's lighting a candle or having essential oils. Obviously, you may or may not be able to do that based on the needs of your students and so on and so forth. But it can be as simple as having comfy slippers to put on. Y'all, I have school slippers, okay? I have a set of slippers that I keep in my classroom. And I remember telling this to Bridget and she's like, no, you don't. Like, you're not serious, right? And I said, yeah, I, I literally have a pair of slippers that I leave under my desk. So when my students go to their cultural arts, I slip, no pun, in, well, yes, pun intended. I slip them on. And it's always hilarious because I will wear them to the copier. And other teachers will come in. They're like, are you wearing slippers? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. But surround yourself with those things that you enjoy and that are going to help you be able to take full advantage of your time. Right now, Bridget and I are twinning with our top teacher sweatshirts, the crew necks that hopefully some of you were able to grab, which by the way, we would just like to thank you all for your patience during that time. 
it, it was crazy. Okay. We first started advertising them in November, the crewnecks, and our plan was to order them at the beginning of December because they were a pre-order. So we needed to know how many to order and then have them shipped by like first, second week of December. But because of everything with COVID, everything was behind and we didn't get the sweatshirts until like New Year's, I think it was. Yeah. And can I just say, I am still waiting on a package that I ordered in December. Oh well, two gosh. packages. I ordered two things in December and I'm still waiting on them. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even with this post. I, I, I cannot find anything at the moment. Like everything has just kind of stopped tracking. Yeah. It's crazy. <sighs> but we just it's wanted to say those of you who did order a sweatshirt, we really appreciate your patience. We know that they got shipped out later than what we were originally intending. But if you did get one, we hope you love it. Bridget and I are wearing them right now. And when we podcast record, we spend several hours podcast recording. And we always plan like, hey, let's wear this sweatshirt because it's going to be comfortable. We will make coffee and have our favorite beverage nearby. And that makes it a lot more, like I said, enjoyable. So it's not something you dread. It's something you actually look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get into tip number five, which is to reduce distractions. Notice that we didn't say eliminate. Distractions are always going to be there, guys. You're never going to be able to completely get rid of all of the distractions that are around you, especially when you're in a school environment or you're at home and you have other people in the household with you while you're trying to teach. There's always going to be distractions, but you can use some strategies to really help you reduce them. So some of the favorite things that we we have done, we close the door and lock it. For instance, right now, I closed my door, I locked it to hopefully reduce the amount of distractions. But nonetheless, Walter decides to bark every once in a while. You're going to put a sign on your door. Now, guys, fun fact. So in my classroom, which I am teaching in school, um, I have like a Zoom like I'm on a Zoom conference and then I have like a recording like a video or something like papers that are like clipped on the inside. And so every once in a while when I do have like a Zoom conference with parents or whatever it is, I will put it on the outside of my door. I will totally put that thing on the outside of my door during my planning time. <laughs> Just so that people don't come in my room. I am that person. You are not alone. I have a sign in my classroom that says end synchronous learning, which, you know, like end sync. Yeah. So NSYNC. that means like I'm currently teaching my students through Google Meet. I will leave it up even during my planning time when I am not synchronous, synchronously teaching just yeah. so that people don't come in and bother me. And that probably sounds awful, but it's like, look, I need to get this done and uh, that's my priority right now. That's yeah, it. Definitely. Definitely. You can also um, talk to your coworkers. Just be very open with them. Share your greater purpose so that they understand that they can't talk to you. Guys, they're going to totally understand. And if they are really good friends of yours, they are going to, instead of trying to uh, keep you from that, they're going to help push you towards it even more. And they're going to make sure that you're trying to get things done. I can tell my partner teacher, hey, I really need to get this stuff done during this time. And after school, they're going to say, did you get it done? Did you get it done? Because they're there to have your back. That's what coworkers are for. So be open with them and share that information. And you can literally tell them, hey, go listen to episode 060 of Teaching to the Top and then you'll understand. <laughs> nice. A good plug in there, Michelle. <laughs> 
turn off notifications on your phone. Um, so whether you put this on airplane mode, you have a specific, you know, do not disturb. I also have to do this on my laptop. Um, I will actually stop because this is a really bad habit of mine. If I see a little number pop up on my email, like on the bottom of my, on my laptop, I had to remove that. So now it doesn't have it on there anymore. So it doesn't pop up because if I'm working and I'm trying to be in the zone, but I see that little number, I will want to go and check my email. So remove distractions, notifications, whatever it is, get rid of it. So that that way you can really focus on what you're trying to achieve. Put your phone in a different spot in your room. This is really important for me and something that I have really tried to be, um, more aware of is how much time I'm spending on my phone. And I was talking with Michelle and I'm going to bring this up. I was talking with Michelle a a while back about how I just have not enjoyed being on Instagram as much. Um, I haven't felt the need to be on it. I haven't wanted to be on it. I feel like I just get kind of anxious when I'm on there. And so she had mentioned that Um, For me, it's really hard because I try to have a business side of Instagram, but then I also try to have like the personal entertainment of it. And so I will, I, I feel like I'm trying to do both. So it's consuming me. So over the break, while I've been sick, um, I haven't been on it as much, mainly because my energy level has been super low. So now it's, I'm trying to figure out times of the day where I make it to where I'm using it as a business piece and not so much as like a personal entertainment tool. So I'm trying to encourage myself with creativity and being, you know, um, and and exploring different avenues by being more hands-on. I've started looming, guys. Remember I talked about a loom? I got a loom. Actually, I have three looms now. Well, one of them I'm still waiting on, but my husband made me two looms. Now I'm a loomer. I'm a loomer. But it's so nice. Like I can spend instead of that five to 10 minutes that I would spend on Instagram where then I'm comparing myself to others. I'm spending that five or 10 minutes being creative on a loom free from distractions and in the quiet. Isn't that so much better? Yeah. Don't you like that? Yeah. I think it's important. Everyone has something like that. I mean, for me, that's what going to the the gym. gym. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) That's my way of like tuning everything else out. Right. I don't have that though. So I know. for me, like, and I constantly, it's like I come home, I, I work with kids all day and then I come home and then I have my kids, which I love my children. Do not get me wrong. I do. I love my children. But sometimes it's like your life is filled with children. <laughs> so it's like, I just need a break. And for a while it was like Instagram and it was uh, Facebook and it was um, you know, YouTube and things like that, which now I've started reading more. I've started listening to audiobooks more, which by the way, I'm listening to a really good audiobook. Um, what's it called? Oh, dang it. You're, I knew you were going to ask me that. And in my head, I kept thinking, oh, I hope she doesn't ask me that. She's <laughs> so paying so much attention me. to it that she doesn't know the title of the book. No, I do know the title of the book. I'm just kind of embarrassed. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so it's not here's 50 the Shades, thing. is it? Girl, no, I, I read that a long time ago. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah. You did well, it? No, no. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so listen. Um, so the book is called One for Sorrow. It's the Magpie Society. And here is where this book came from. So a long time ago, my sister introduced to me to somebody called Zoella. 
Okay. Her name is Zoe Sugg, Zoella. She was a huge YouTuber in the UK. Very, very famous for like beauty, lifestyle, all that. Um, and I've kind of kept up with not necessarily the Zoella side, but more the Zoe Sugg side where she's just doing vlogs. Um, and she just kind of, it, it's me watching her grow into an adult essentially and becoming a business owner, having a house, like all of these things. And I've really enjoyed watching her grow up. And so she she had a new book, which was this book. And so I have that as an audiobook, and it has kind of like a dark side to it because it's about a murder. So of I course like it. it is. Of course it is. But it's so good. Like I'm really enjoying it. Now it's teenagers. They're in high school. There's a murder that ends up happening. There's like this secret magpie society. So there's like this mysterious piece to it. I don't know. It's really great. So I've been listening to that. But like I said, I've been trying to do other things other than um, that. So putting your phone in a different spot is really useful. Another thing you can do is remove clutter so that you don't get sidetracked. Now, for me, this is a huge one because I do often get sidetracked with clutter. I hate clutter. I don't like to look at it. I get incredibly stressed out and I feel the need to want to start to clean things. So one thing that you could end up doing, and this depends on your, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, your ability to go back and actually make sure you follow through with all of the things. You could put everything into a bucket, but then you need to also make sure you clean out that bucket. So it just doesn't become, you know, a trash essentially. So have it pushed off to the side, have another location that you can go to maybe to get some things done um, is also a really nice idea. So have a plan for when distractions will still find you because like we said, they are inevitable. It's going to happen. If you get caught in the hallway talking to a coworker, ask yourself, how am I going to handle this? Guys, be honest and just say, hey, I'd love to catch up with you right now, but I really have some work that I need to catch up on. I was like, how about I text you? If you end up telling that person what you're gonna do to follow back up with them, most likely they're gonna be like, yep, absolutely, don't stress about it. No one is ever going to be offended at the fact that you just said that you needed to get some work done. Just make sure that you follow back up so that you're not kind of trying to isolate yourself at school because that can happen very easily. Say, hey, I'm going to text you a little bit later on. Or how about, you know, we catch up tomorrow morning. I'll come to your room and we can chit chat about this because I do want to know. Um, that way you still stay interested in others around you. You're still kind of keeping that relationship going and you're not just letting it die. Um, so some things that will end up coming up because let's just talk about this. Admin, I feel like they always have something that they have to do. <laughs> and typically it's the last minute. So sometimes you might be able to say no. Um, and this is a really important skill to have. If you cannot do something and your admin comes to you and says, hey, can you do this? You have to say no sometimes. If it is something that's really going to interfere, say no. Um, and I know that this is really hard because a lot of us want to please our admin. We want to show them that we are committed to our job, that we are there to work really hard. And so we, we struggle with that piece. But like I said, you can kind of view this almost as a, as a coworker and say, you know what, this time I'm just not able to. But if you have this opportunity open up again, please let me know. I would really like to do it. I just can't do it right now. It still will tell them, you know what, they are still committed to this job, but they are also recognizing that they're being pulled too thin. And so they're are, are keeping whatever it is that they feel, feel as though is important. They're keeping that in focus, which is 
a really admirable thing to um, to kind of recognize as an administration. And I think it's important to note that if you become that person that always says yes, you will be the person that they always go to yep. and that they always ask. Yep. And so even though you feel bad saying no, you have to set those boundaries. Otherwise, you are going to be the person that they always ask to stay late, that they always ask to teach this PD, that they always ask to do this extra responsibility because they know you're going to say yes and they will take advantage of it. Like, I'm sorry, but it's it's the truth. So you have to be able to to put those boundaries into place and learn how to say no. Yeah. And of course, there are just some things that you're going to have to get done, right? Some of those distractions, you're going to have to be able to to work on them at the last minute because they're important and you have to be able to get those done. It's just going to happen. Like, let's say, you know, you have a situation that rises with a kid during your special time, um, your planning period. I mean, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So you're going to absolutely take care of that because it's one of your students and their priority. So things are going to get pushed back. And so one way to do this is to really build in some flexible time into your schedule. Just have maybe one planning period each week where you leave open. So then that way you can be able to work on multiple things that you haven't been able to get done completed during that time. Holy moly, that tip was really long. I know it was, but I think we said a lot of important things there. Going back to what you just mentioned about having flexible time in your schedule, I've been implementing this with my planning time on Fridays. And what I love is Bridget mentioned, like sometimes you have things that come up and you have to take care of it then. So it doesn't mean taking those things and putting them into that flexible time. It means you might have to take the things you had scheduled for that time and move them to your flexible time. So for example, if on Monday, I typically get my math planning done, but something comes up and I have to do, you know, A, B, and C instead, then I might get my math planning done on Friday during that flexible time. Or if it's something that isn't as urgent, so maybe it's something that comes up and it's just, oh, by the end of the week, you have to do this, then you could save it for that flexible time. So the flexible time is, you know, flexible. You can use it different ways. Absolutely. We're on to our final tip, and I think it's my favorite. It definitely is the most uh, tough love out of all of them, I would say. Tip number six is to be like Nike. I know what you're thinking. You're like, wait, Michelle, I don't get it. Be like Nike. That means just do it. See what we did there. (laughs) So here's where the tough love comes in. I understand there are things that we don't want to do. And those are things that we are not motivated to do because they're not fun. And my biggest suggestion to you is, first of all, Go back, listen to episode 054, What to Do When Your Motivation Runs Out. In that episode, Bridget and I actually talk about different types of people in terms of motivation because people struggle with motivation in different ways. There are the procrastinators. That's me. You struggle to start a task. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know where to start. And so I just put it off, put it off, put it off. There also is the bouncer. That is Bridget. They stay, they struggle to stay focused on a task for a longer period of time. And then finally, there is the deserter. I think in that episode, I kind of throw Billy under the bus and I say that that's him. (laughs) They struggle to end a task. They struggle to see it all the way through. In that episode, we give strategies and we give tips for each of those different personalities. So go back, listen to that episode. But 
my biggest suggestion is to remember that greater purpose that goes back to tip number one. Remember, your reward is getting to leave at the end of your contract hours. You get all of your work done during your planning time, and then you can go and spend the rest of your day however you want. This is going to be hard at first. You have to develop discipline. And again, we talk about that in episode 054. So go back and listen to that episode. But once you build that habit of being like Nike, getting it done, regardless of what you feel like, regardless of your mood, you're just going to do it because you're an adult and you're going to be responsible and you're going to hold yourself accountable. This is going to become something habitual that you don't even think about. And as a result, you're going to feel more motivated because you're going to start seeing the results. If you spend a week where you get your work done during planning time, and then you leave right at the end of your contract hours, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, this was life-changing. I want this to happen again next week. And you're gonna feel more motivated to get those tasks done because you're seeing the results. So really quick, I'm gonna recap those six tips. Tip number one, decide your greater purpose. Tip number two, choose tasks that match your time frame. Tip number three, have a plan for your planning time. Tip number four, prepare your, uh, not your materials, your workspace, which materials kind of go along with that. <laughs> tip number five, reduce distractions. And finally, tip number six, be like Nike. And if while you're listening to this, you're like, man, I really do want to start putting some of those things in place. You know what you need? You need to have a good digital planner. <laughs> So that way you can start planning out your planning periods a little bit better. So definitely head over to teachingonthedouble.com. That's where we have our digital planner. Did you guys know know we had a digital planner? It's pretty awesome. Now, I know we say this this is a, a teacher planner, but it is truly a top teacher life planner. It has all of the different things that is really gonna help you just manage your life in general. Um, And it's really going to ensure that you're living out to your greater purpose. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast so that you are notified every time we drop a new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. Um, We would love it if you were to subscribe to us so that you can continue to get some tips so that you can truly be more productive um, and start living your best life. And while you're on our website, make sure to submit your TSH. We love listening to your time-sucking hurdles. It really does help us know what you need specifically so that we are creating these podcasts around your needs. And make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. We have really been loving some of the amazing reviews that we have been getting. So thank you so much for all of you who take the time out of your day to uh, leave us a little comment. Give us a beautiful five-star rating. Is it five? stars? Yes, it's five stars. It is five Hopefully stars. five stars. <laughs> Hopefully five stars. I mean, I'm going to cross my fingers on that one. Um, and until next time, my friends. Be timely. Stay organized. And be productive. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs>